You're listening to the Mindful Drinking Podcast with Derek Brown on the NASM Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Mindful Drinking Podcast. My name is Derek Brown and I'm an NASM certified wellness coach, award-winning bartender, and author of Mindful Mixology, a comprehensive guide to know and low alcohol cocktails. And I'm so glad that you joined us today. And I want to start by telling you a story. A few years back, a friend of mine had recorded a video of me, unbeknownst to me, and showed it to me. The video was of me in a bar during karaoke, and I had drank a little too much. And in fact, I had drank so much that I was shouting at the audience to drink more themselves, which is obviously very embarrassing for me, both as now an advocate for mindful drinking, but just in general, for a few reasons. One, that's a terrible thing to do. You shouldn't pressure anybody into drinking alcohol, but also, especially when you don't remember it. And that was one of the worst parts of it. My friend was showing this to me in a kind of amusing way, right? He's like, oh, look at this video of you being an idiot, I guess. But honestly, it was just horrifying to me. I was thinking, not only did I not want to encourage people to drink like that, but I didn't remember it. And that's something that maybe you've experienced too, and some people have definitely experienced when you have too much to drink and you either brown out or blackout. Now, blacking out is one that we we know a little bit better. It's usually in popular movies, comedies, so forth, where somebody drinks too much, they absolutely blackout. And it's not really a comedic moment, to be honest with you. It's a very scary moment, and it's something that can be very dangerous. Browning out is when you drink too much and your brain stops forming new long-term memories. <laughs> So literally, you are active, you are going, everything's in the short-term memory. But in terms of remembering what you do, you just don't. And if you've ever been there before, the next morning you wake up and you're clearly hungover because in both cases, you've drank too much. In both cases, you've actually overdosed on alcohol, which is not usually how people put it. And in those cases, you're kind of scrambling, you're sending messages, what happened last night? Oh my gosh, and maybe you wake up in your clothes. It's an embarrassing moment in itself. So of course, seeing myself in that light, especially knowing what I do today, was not a really fun thing for me. But that's not why I told you a story, not to embarrass myself, but to be clear about something. When I walked into that bar that night, I had no intention of getting that drunk. All I wanted to do was have a good time with friends, sing some karaoke, enjoy myself. And instead what happened was, I'm sure, and honestly, I don't remember it all, but I'm sure I walked through the door, I had a shot, I had a beer, I had a whiskey, I had another one, and then things just kept going. And instead of really thinking about it, pacing myself, considering what was happening, even having a plan at all, I just, quote unquote, went with the flow. And unfortunately, the flow dumped me <laughs> into my bed the next day, not remembering anything that had happened. Far from this being a war story, which is sometimes the stories people tell when they drink too much and it's kind of funny, this, like I said, this just wasn't a, a shining moment for me. 
And the reason I tell you this, of course, is to you know, emphasize, I had no intention to do it, but I also wonder if we could rewind a little bit. What would have happened if I had been a mindful drinker back then? Because clearly karaoke is fun and something we love to do, going to a bar, having drinks, that's not the problem. Maybe the problem really after all is I didn't know how to drink mindfully. And instead, I just kind of went with what was happening and I followed this all too familiar pattern. And in the end, I ended up doing something that was dangerous and fortunately was ended up okay in the long run. There's just this embarrassing video out there. So how to drink mindfully? How could Derek going into that karaoke night have changed things? And that's what I really want to share with you today. And in order to do that, I really thought about how we could make it just an easy thing to remember so that when you're going out to drink, you don't have to necessarily look up your ABV percentages. You don't necessarily have to, you know, um, do my entire course on mindful drinking with NASM, although you should do that too. You can just think about this simple acronym that maybe will help you in drinking more mindfully and avoiding the scenario that I found myself in. So the acronym is RATE, as in this is the rate that you're drinking. And it stands for, R is for replace, A is for avoid, T is for temper, and E is for illicit help. So don't worry, I'm going to go into detail about each letter and each strategy, but I just want to talk, start by saying that's the acronym, RATE. Okay, remember it, write it down. Not too hard to remember. I think you're going to do all right. Of course, it would be very hard to remember if you were drinking while listening to this episode, but that's probably unlikely. So, rate. Let's start with the R. Replacement is really simple, right? It's just switching one for one in some cases. And honestly, it's about enjoying yourself and not thinking about what you're avoiding or what you're not getting. Right? Because I think sometimes when people think about reducing or limiting alcohol, the first thing I think is, I'm not going to have any fun. I'm not going to enjoy myself. I'm just there to like, I don't know, completely um, zone out and have some soda water, sit in a corner, whatever it is. But, but this isn't a case where you can actually replace it with something enjoyable and that you something you want. So the first part of replace could be as simple as replacing alcohol beverages with non-alcoholic beverages, okay? So there is an amazing array of non-alcoholic beverages out there. And if you haven't tried them yet, you might be skeptical. I would be too, and I totally understand that. But I just had an incredible festival over the weekend, past weekend, called Mindful Drinking Fest. And during Mindful Drinking Fest, we had 120 plus products from over 40 producers. And some of them, might not be good to you, right? Some of them you might not enjoy, but there is no doubt that amongst those products, you were going to find something you enjoy. There were non-alcoholic beers, there were non-alcoholic wines or de-alcoholized wines. So there's one that was even made in the same way that you would make a Pinot Noir from California, but they removed the alcohol from it. So it still has something that some ladies refer to as terroir, or that it actually comes from that place and it exhibits qualities of the region. That's really interesting to me. Where you had 
cocktails, you had non-alcoholic spirits, you had ready-to-drink cocktails. So those are sometimes called RTDs, and those are as simple as a can. You just pop open a can and you drink it. You had seltzers, you had hot waters. I mean, it was an amazing array of products. And this is obviously not to sell Mindful Drinking Fest, that already happened. But this is to just share with you the fact that there is an amazing array of products. And so there's going to be something that you enjoy and something you find out there in the world. So that's an easy thing. If you're a beer drinker, you replace it with a non-alcoholic beer. If you're a wine drinker, and so on and so forth. The problem comes in that some places may not have those products. And maybe you you specifically seek out those places, or maybe you ask them, hey, can you carry this? I'm going to be here more often. But what happens if they don't have the non-alcoholic products? And that's something that is also part of the replace strategy. And it's something I call propping. And the word comes from exactly what you think, a prop, like a prop that you'd have in a movie, right? Like a fake sword or what have you. In this case, you get a drink that resembles a cocktail or a beer or what have you, and that you drink that instead. Because sometimes it's really simple. You just want something in your hand to drink. I'm sure that when I was singing karaoke, I was just ordering drink after drink and sipping and sipping and then got up and did it and sipped and sipped. And I just wasn't thinking at all. In fact, I was doing the very opposite of mindful drinking. I was doing mindless drinking. And if I had had something in my hand, a sip that was soda or tonic water or something else, maybe I would have broken it up a little bit and not drinking as much, drank as much, sorry. And so propping is can be as simple as taking um, tonic water over ice, putting a lime wedge in it and having it in a short stout glass, which is more common for a gin and tonic. And also if you're maybe a little bit embarrassed or a little bit um, unwilling to share with other people that you're not drinking, it could be a really great strategy, right? Because unfortunately, when you don't drink, people expect you to tell your entire life story to them. They always ask, oh, why don't you drink? Or, or they start, ooh, you have a problem drinking or are you pregnant or what have you? There's all of these things that they assume. And maybe you don't want to share all of that with them. Maybe you don't know them that well, or maybe that's not the moment to share it. So having a prop or propping in your hand a drink could really definitely avoid that embarrassing scenario and help you drink more mindfully. You're listening to the Mindful Drinking Podcast. My name is Derek Brown, and welcome. We are talking about how to drink mindfully. In my last episode, it was more or less why I drink mindfully, and it was uh, our inaugural episode. So I encourage you to go back and check that out on your favorite podcast platform. But for now, I'm talking about how to drink mindfully, and I started to talk about my acronym RATE Replace, Avoid, Temper, and Elicit Help. And we haven't gotten very far. So don't worry if you're just joining. RATE, the R stands for replace. And that's what we're talking about. Replacing it with non-alcoholic beverages or something I call propping, which is basically holding a non-alcoholic drink in your hand, sipping from that soda, tonic, what have you, and satisfying that urge. I don't know if you've ever seen the Will Ferrell bit in Anchorman. It's, what do I do with my hands? You know, like, what do you do with your hands when you're at a bar? Propping is one way to do it. Now, avoid seems much more simple, right? In some cases, there's places that you go 
and you're just used to drinking there, or it's a trigger for you that you're going to drink more than you should. So for karaoke is a great example. That's really why I brought that up is because for some people, they need that quote unquote liquid courage and that, or, or they have an expectation that that's how that's somehow going to make them drink better. I'm sorry, not drink better, but sound better. At Mindful Drinking Fest, we also did a karaoke night, a sober or non-alcoholic drinking night, um, karaoke night. And I have to tell you, everyone sounded absolutely wonderful, almost pitch perfect. It turns out that drinking doesn't really help you sing better. That's another story. That's another episode. But maybe that's what you expect and you think, hey, I need a drink or I'm not going to have the courage to get up there. In which case, maybe sometimes you have to avoid that situation. But I don't think that in avoiding it, you should avoid enjoying yourself or having a good time. So here's what I suggest instead. You've heard of FOMO, right? Which is the fear of missing out. You see the pictures, social media is terrible for this. It makes you feel like you missed out on something great because everyone puts up the great pictures. I like the acronym JOMO, joy of missing out, because in some scenarios, you can create envy worthy situations or events that you don't really feel like you missed out on anything. So for me, that might mean, and you know, I'm an older guy, I'm 49 years old. So, you know, my days of partying are a little bit behind me, but for me, I enjoy like a great conversation with a friend or being at home with my family and cooking a meal from scratch, watching one of our favorite movies or a new movie that came out. Those are scenarios to me that might be more enjoyable. So if I was tempted to do this event, maybe instead I would try to set up something that was equally, if not more enjoyable for me. So instead of going to karaoke, I invite an old friend that I haven't talked to for a while and say, let's go out to dinner. Let's have a great conversation. Let's just enjoy each other's company. And maybe it's not all of the circumstance that you get from karaoke, but, but in this case, it's something I enjoy and something I want to do. And so avoiding does not mean that you should, again, sit in the corner sipping soda water in your home. It means that you should create a scenario that is equally enjoyable, if not envy worthy. And another way to think about that is, let's say that you are going out on a date, because that's another situation where people are usually expected to drink, right? And you go out on a date and you don't really want to explain to this person on day one why you're not drinking, or you don't want to at least get into it in too much detail. Sometimes you just want to get to know somebody and let those details come out over time in a reasonable way, getting to know somebody. So instead of going to a bar, which is common, or going to a meal where alcohol will be present and normal, and you'd have to explain to that person, or well, you may feel like you have to explain why you're not drinking. Instead, what you could do is say, let's go rock climbing, right? Which is a fun thing to do. You're not going to get too sweaty doing it. You're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to be doing something active with that person. You're probably going to get to know them better in some ways than if you were just sitting there chatting over a piece of chicken. So I, I think that this is an opportunity to, to create something better. So avoid is, is, is that word that I use, but I just want to be really clear. It's not about not doing. It's about creating another scenario that's even better or equally attractive. The T stands for temper. And 
temper is a word that can be confusing to some people. Temper means when you're angry, right? Or sometimes you say temper, temper when you want somebody to calm down. But in this sense, it means to reduce something, right? There is an old word called temperance, which in many ways is kind of mindful drinking 1.0. Um, and that happened in the United States in the 19th century. This isn't a history podcast, so we're not going to go too much into that. And that unfortunately got hijacked by extremists and then turned into prohibition. And I am against prohibition, so I just want to clarify that right off the bat. But to temper something means to reduce it, and it's a reasonable thing. So how can you temper drinking alcohol? Well, there's a couple ways. One, you can alternate between alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks. Imagine me on that karaoke night where I was, you know, having a shot and then a beer and then a whiskey and it all goes in a succession that led to the brown out. Well, instead of that, if I had started with a beer, maybe a non-alcoholic beer, and then I'd switched to a whiskey and then I'd gone back to a non-alcoholic beer, I would have been a much better shape. And I think that it feels normal, it feels natural. You're still drinking, you're still enjoying yourself. You don't have to feel like you just have to have drink after drink after drink of alcohol. Another thing to temper it is try low alcohol beverages. So maybe you don't, they don't have non-alcoholic beverages or maybe you don't like what they have, but there are lots of options of no or low alcohol cocktails. For one, beer is low alcohol, right? It's 5%. So the, the, let me explain ABV really quickly. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it means alcohol by volume. It's basically the amount of alcohol that's in that drink percentage-wise. So let's imagine that you have 100 red cups filled with liquid. If it's 5% ABV, five of those cups are filled with alcohol, and the rest are water and other substances. And so a beer is generally low alcohol. And so wine, you could consider low alcohol. It's 17% is like ex extremely high for wine. So it's usually going to be somewhere between 12 and 15% alcohol by volume. And so drinking beer or wine might be, you know, and, and maybe taking it a little slower would be a low alcohol approach. Or if you're getting a cocktail, instead of getting a Manhattan or an old fashioned, which has a lot of alcohol in it, maybe switching it up to an Aperol spritz or um, trying something that's a different and lower alcohol by volume. That unfortunately may re require some research on your end, but if you take the mindful drinking course with NASM, I explain it all. And if you don't want to take that, Google low alcohol drinks, and I'm sure you'll find lots of interesting options, but please use reliable sources where you can. So that's how you temper. The last piece of it is elicit help, E, right? We're talking about the RATE acronym, replace, avoid, temper, and elicit help. And in eliciting help, you're basically asking somebody else or something else to help you stick to your plan. So setting a goal in general is a really great way to approach this. If I had done that in my karaoke outing, it certainly would have helped me. If I said, look, I'm going to have three drinks tonight. That's above the amount that you probably should have. But, but at the same time, it would have been a lot less than the God knows how many drinks that I ended up drinking. So if I said, I'm going to have three or I'm going to have two. And I'm going to stick to that. But maybe because sometimes when you're on that second drink, all bets are off and you start doing shots and everything goes sideways. Maybe 
if I had asked a friend to come with me and say, hey, you know, you, you're a person who drinks more mindfully or you don't drink, can we just kind of support each other in this moment? So if you see me on my second or third drink, you don't necessarily have to, you know, castigate me and say, what are you doing? But just check in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Why? What, what's the drink for? You know, can we have something else? Can we have a low alcohol drink? Can we have a no alcohol drink? Can we have a et cetera, et cetera? You're listening to the Mindful Drinking Podcast, and my name is Derek Brown. I am the host, and I'm so grateful that you joined us to talk about how to drink mindfully. I'm talking about my acronym, Replace, Avoid, Temper, Elicit Help, to help you drink for more mindfully, and that stands for RATE. And right now, we're on the last letter, E, Elicit Help. And I was talking about how you can encourage a, a friend to come with you and have a sort of buddy to check in about how you're drinking. Now, let's say that you uh, don't really want to talk to people about it, or you don't have somebody that you can rely on. There's actually lots of apps out there that are helpful too. And I don't want to just settle on one right now. There are quite a few that you can use, but I suggest checking out apps that are for mindful drinking, apps that are out there that are helping you regulate your drinking, and you can actually press in how much you're drinking, keep track of it, and that will help you understand your progression so you don't get to a place where you're just drinking some unreasonable amount as I did. The acronym is useful. It's not the only thing that's out there. There are lots of different strategies you can use to drink for more mindfully. But the important part is that you think about it, that you try to adopt a strategy and you avoid the scenario where you're going into drink mindlessly, where you're drinking without thinking, which I think is the problem. It's not that you have to give up drinking. It's not that you have to drink more or less, whatever. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm only suggesting that the best thing that you can do for yourself to meet your own goals is to adopt a plan. Alcohol is not a neutral substance. As we've seen, if you're going to brown out or black out, if you drink too much and it can create significant health issues, you got to approach it with just some level of caution. And I think that's really the key. So hopefully you get to adopt this acronym rate, replace, avoid, temper, elicit help, or maybe you have your own system and I'd love to hear about it. For now, thank you so much for joining us on the Mindful Drinking Podcast and I look forward to you joining us on the next one. Thank you.